Hello and welcome back to Black Oak Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for a movie review. Knives Out. It's been a long time. It's been a long time coming. <laughs> I have had this in my queue for quite some time and have never managed to find myself uh, exploring this movie. Just, I don't know why. Mainly because movies have become kind of a chore. Now I'm capped out in like 45 minutes. I got all the story I need for today. <laughs> and that means I can go to another show and catch up on that versus, oh man, I got to spend a great two hours sometimes watching some of these movies. Sometimes three, and that's a really long time. However, I am feeling the need to clear out my Netflix, Amazon Prime, and hbo cues with the movies so i have decided friday is now going to be dedicated to a movie night so knives out is the second movie chosen in the polls i put out so if you do want to vote for the movies i select you can check out my social media i usually post the movie choices on sunday and they do run consecutively since I have kind of done one in advance. Now, I know I have missed Tenet. I plan on catching up on that at some point. But yes, that was out there. <laughs> but I went ahead and just rolled with the punches and decided to officially start with Knives Out and I will get to Tenet hopefully sooner rather than later. Before we do get into my scrambling of the notes, let's take a look behind the curtain. I just want to ask Piers, maybe grab a pencil, take some notes. I'm about to drop knowledge. Behind the curtain is where we give a shout out to all the people that need a shout out in regards to <laughs> the movie or the television show, if it's the first time that we are watching. So this movie, Knives Out, was released in 2019. It was directed by Rian Craig Johnson who worked on a film named Brick. And I remember that film because I watched it and I believe I liked it a lot. Produced by Ram Bergman, who worked on Star Wars, The Last Jedi, and Looper, which is also a really great movie. Yeah, that's why I know, because they both have Joseph Levitt Gordon in it. Written by Rianne Johnson and starring one Daniel Craig, I think we know uh, what he, who he played. I'm trying to bring up the cast by name. There we go. Uh, Benyal Blanc, a private detective. Chris Evans as Hugh Ransom Drysdale. Anna de Armas as Marta Cabrera. Jamie Lee Curtis as Linda Drysdale. Michael Shannon as Walt Thromby. Thrombey. Don Johnson as Richard Drysdale, Tony Collette as Joni Thromby, Lakeith Stanfield as Detective Lieutenant Elliot, Catherine Langford as Meg Thromby, Jaden Martell as Jacob Thromby, Christopher Plummer as Harlan Thromby, Ricky Lindholm as Donna Thromby, Eddie Patterson as Fran, Frank Allen no frank oz as alan stevens k callen as juanetta or great nana noah segan as trooper wagner m 
Emmett Walsh as the proof of Mr. Profoc. I'm not sure if I even know what that who that character was. Does not ring a bell. Marlene Forte as Mrs. Cabrera and Jordan uh, Joseph Gordon Levitt as Detective Hardrock voice cameo. So he managed to find himself in this movie. Love it. Uh, I didn't notice the voice cameo though. This movie did do fairly well, I believe. Yeah, um, doing relatively well at the box office, getting a good critical response, 97% approval rating out of 458 reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. And they are making a season, or not a season. <laughs> My only lingo now is television. But a sequel to this movie. So that's uh, interesting. I heard Janelle Monet is going to be in it. So go ahead and give some applause as we uh, draw the curtain on the things behind it. <laughs> I apologize ahead of time. I have been so day drinking. We start with, um, I'm going to probably just go through my notes because I actually wrote notes on this movie. Wasn't hard at all. <laughs> it's only 12 pages long and I do have it in Bakersfield Ode on 24. Sipping on 24s, rolling on 24s, typing on 24s. <laughs> oh, you were worn. So, my notes start with Mr. Harlan Thromby is dead. Apparently stabbed in his attic on the couch. I didn't know what I was seeing. I thought someone possibly stabbed him. These are my first impressions. So, you will be going through this journey mentally with me. Alright? His coffee mug is a good indication of the type of man that he is. Damn, it feels good to be a gangster. A real gangster-ass nigga plays his cards right. A real gangster-ass nigga never runs his fucking mouth cause real gangster-ass niggas don't start fights. My house, my rules. Reminds me of another adult parental figure I know. Marta is called to answer some questions and was his nurse. Though Meg gets upset that she was called to help cause she's like family. Mm-hmm. He better not have fucked her mama. That's the first thing I was thinking because you know rich white folks luckily this movie stayed away from that path and i appreciate you thank you for not making this a ridiculously tropish um two hours of clue because i saw that movie he apparently died harlan one week ago which was november 8th which also happens to be my birthday Linda is the eldest daughter of Harlan. There was a party the night Harlan died, his 85th birthday. Juanetta was there, which is Harlan's mom, and she is practically calcium dust hobbled together, still brittle in dispute. Jesus Christ. Before I forget to say it, I love a good transition of scenes, and they did that very well in the directing of this movie. Ransom, which is a terrible name, I don't know who would ever want to be called Ransom. If it's your middle name, you should probably keep it there. Her son left after speaking with the old man early 
they gave i thought he gave manana some cake but nana was just sitting there like ransom is that you <laughs> linda makes it clear it's her business she built from the ground up when the detective tries to tell her that it's co-owned with her husband she's like uh-uh it's all mine she was close with dad if close is finding a secret way to communicate with your father with, by playing games and following his rules <laughs> richard who arrived earlier than his wife and son is interviewed next pointing out that most kids idolize their fathers excuse me what the eh? then admits that was a stupid thing to say what he meant was his wife did since the man made himself into a successful mystery writer and then the detective says all his children are self-made overachievers sure aka walt who has a cane do you have a leg injury or he just walks with a cane is harlan's youngest son who runs his father's publishing company that really is the family's legacy quite a legacy it is it seems his son jacob is a dipshit and a nazi but his dad thinks he's politically active yeah that's 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 some cancer right there but um i love how both um linda and him they both thought they were <laughs> they imagined themselves closest to the old man at the birthday dinner Joni is meg's mom his son neil passed on some years back she feels like an absolute hippie we fly, no you i was absolutely dying when she tried to dance with linda and linda was not having it kiss my entire ass she also has a skincare company called flam gross you nasty i would never purchase anything from that she is on an allowance for this mess and pays for meg's college though she left early to linda's displeasure meg did because god forbid i'd want to stay at an 85 year old man's birthday party someone finally asked the question regarding the man rudely interrupting hitting piano keys who the fuck are you man his name is benoit blanc and despite his or what his name would suggest he does not have a french accent but something bordering awful who is famous for being a private investigator who has been hired by a client to observe the truth marta is considered a good kid from somewhere offshores and with a satisfactory worth ethic i can't believe he actually said immigrants we get the job done this entire movie everyone was giving her every type of <laughs> racial identity that they think that she is ecuadorian he said one he was like Poly not polynesia but oh it was something that he shortened later on i just could not with the racism in this family 
<laughs> they were such trash human beings and then they kept saying she's such a good worker she's just a really good worker she's a sweet kid benoit lays it on with admiration for linda and how she is so self-made like all her other siblings walt for example well walt gets what dad gives him it's not the same then exclaims she will not be baited into trashing her baby brother though she already did then transition to richard what doesn't run shit <laughs> richard is primed with all the tea he is piping hot harlan wouldn't allow any adaptations to film or in tv where the real money is and thus when he got drunk they got into it at the party he was taken aside by the old man and told he wouldn't be running the publishing company anymore as he disserviced him by holding him back it's quite a way of telling you that <laughs> you're gonna focus on your own stuff well unfortunately 35 years later this has become my life and my legacy you have made it so and thus you can't just toss me to the side of course he lies and says that they discuss ebooks though richard stated he was chastin the rest of the evening walt points out that ransom had a huge argument with granddad before leaving which they all heard but the only words were you have to be out of your damn mind ransom never had a job i literally wrote in my notes he too damn fine he did it i knew it for sure when the wheel was red i just felt he was a snake and the white women wanted too much validation why don't you love me daddy i'm not going to give them respect because they're colonials and that conversation about politics confirmed as much so i will address them as white people because <laughs> it's what they themselves uneducated would call themselves back to richard he had a screaming match with the old man where the words you tell her or i will were overheard by the staff that was not getting assistance with him helping set up finally richard recalls this was about putting nana in a home which linda would be upset about turns out richard is cheating i'm not surprised motherfuckers Joni, who was called out at being at the house by richard has been double dipping her own college or her own child's college tuition and has stolen 400k from him and he tells her this is the last check she or meg will receive and he was kind giving her that because that's half a million and the other half he just gave or the other you know the part to make it half a million he gave you and recess the detectives question why benoit is here because while all are suspected liars later confirmed by marta their motives are rather weak sauce as the physical evidence shows that harlan did indeed commit suicide by slashing his own neck apparently when marta lies she vomits <laughs> that's awful that's awful benoit reveals he was hired anonymously and clearly someone told him about marta's affliction she goes over the night where her and the old man are indeed friends and it was his drunk ass 
that knocked over the game board causing or because he was losing but it isn't what woke uh, Joni when she heard a thump she gives him his medication as the man states he cleaned house and genuinely feels he disservices his children especially ransom who he sees a lot in of himself in while about to give him morphine she realizes there was a medication mix-up and she gave him the 100 million or 100 millimeters of morphine instead which would cause an overdose however she doesn't have the antidote in the pack as it should be there she panics and wants to call 911, but he stops her calmly understanding something happened and it was a mistake but she can't afford to have one on her because her mother will be discovered as undocumented and deported breaking up the family but also because he knows this will probably forfeit the will he intends or the money he intends to give to her so the old man hatches a scheme to cover her tracks and kind of forces her along or guilt trips her along nana sees her but all she can think about is ransom because he's handsome ransom is that you again (laughs) presently she manages to lie sticking to most of the facts uh of what happened that evening so that she doesn't have to vomit flashback to politics that they were discussing that night walt's wife is racist against mexicans as they're appropriating their stuff what what the fuck yeah because they're totally taking over your mansions and you know not just pruning your fucking gardens richard is a racist because he blames the parents your child never had a job and you're you're the wife of a woman who is successful and all you could do is think to cheat i'm sorry i didn't mean to do it to you it just happened i didn't mean to trip and fall and land inside of her vagina i swear it was an accident richard proves he's racist by saying america is for americans so says the indigenous people how'd that work out for them people really say this shit too because i've heard it i've I've overheard these conversations that unfortunately the cubicles are too small that's why politics got banned from work (laughs) you cannot discuss them there because especially in a majority office of white people they just feel as if they can sprout their opinions and no one's gonna give a fuck guess what a lot of people gave a fuck um and I don't know why this is America is for Americans. You got lucky falling out of a pussy on soil your ancestors stole. Stole by murdering the indigenous population and then forcibly removing the other to a place you deem were worthy. <laughs> why is that history somehow not in your history book? Because you're fucking morons this dude really talking about here's an example of doing it legally making marta come into an uncomfortable conversation and even Joni's like you shouldn't have to i would have said no ma'am walk away shut the fuck up don't let him speak anymore 
you was you are a faux feminist the she's joni is the exact <laughs> exactly what i mean by white feminists that's exactly what i mean you see what they care about themselves <laughs> um brought in like a damn puppet if you do hear fireworks i live next to a, a empty parking lot and it's just ratchet people and alcohol god knows what else and here you go uh hopefully the police will come shortly but they probably so tired they're so tired <laughs> but despite being a nurse she is apparently substituted as a maid as he passes off his plate i swear to god i swear to god you stupid bitch that is the blessing and the curse of black and brown people because even at the end of this movie there's that there's that closeness there's something about the fact that black and brown people are a lot more ingrained to be forgiving kind people like I'm, I'm being real honest too if you go into a lot of communities and i'm sure not all of course but the majority of these can like i go to the license bureau i go to a certain place and you always will find someone that's black or brown that's easy to fall into a conversation or you catch their eye they're just i always notice that there's a kindness by nature and it's because probably in the way james s.a corey had it with belters like we're so used to being at the bottom and helping each other out it's just human nature for us to be more we're not that and it's not to say there aren't of us out there that are unforgiving and so on and so forth not making a general blanket statement but i would say majority black and brown people are rather just good people like we don't hold on to those grudges or and i think that's something white people truly fear because it's like yeah we got a lot of reasons <laughs> why someone would have a grudge and it's that it's that constant fear of reprisal or you know if the status quo were to change and they don't understand in the culture that that's just a great majority of us just not who we are we don't have the strength to even really hold on to that because we got to go to the next struggle so it's not it's just a fascinating bit of culture that i observe over and over again and to see it with a character uh like marta and it be consistent to the end of the the um movie i think is something that the author of this definitely i wonder anyway had had some type of hint about or had observed themselves marta gets lighthearted talking to fran so meg takes her for a weed break which is mainly her blunt break and i'm like yeah every memorial should have someone with a blunt walt and meg assure marta she'll be taken care of financially which is something that i think they genuinely met at meant at the moment as long as they could be the superior one in that and maybe they just really were scared and didn't trust that would be reciprocated because it, a lot of them called her family and they really didn't treat her kindly but 
also families can be just as knives out <laughs> no pun intended so it is a little bit of a sloppy mess especially knowing how much marta informed harlan about his decisions regarding his children that it feels but she kept saying she was outvoted to be at the funeral though outvoted by whom <laughs> everyone says they didn't vote for her not to come to the funeral but clearly they don't see her as all the way family um so they do feel though they want to pretend and, and play the benevolent role and maybe meg really did because meg and marta really seemed as if they had a genuine friendship and she probably said like this is something i would like to like everyone didn't come up she went to walt and discussed it and it was them two harlan apparently knew benoit's dad and respected him when she goes outside and asks why he is here they have given benoit 48 hours to solve the case and he wants her as his watson Shit, motherfucker, ass tits, cunt, cock, motherfucker, shit, ass tits, motherfucker, shit, come on. This poor girl went through a lot of trauma. She had to watch Harlan kill himself as if, I mean, he was so blase about it. He probably was like, morphine overdose? That sounds great. <laughs> if I had to choose a way to go out, I would love it to be that. It really is a suicide, but there is an underlying truth, and if it wasn't for her mama, she probably would tell it. She is frantically covering her tracks the next day as Benoit looks for more evidence, and the will is to be read. We finally meet Ransom in the third act, whom the dogs really don't like. Two things Benoit pointed out that you can tell a lot about someone on how dogs react to them. And also, Meg heard dogs at 3 a.m. barking, which is outside of our timeline of events that we were given earlier. And here comes the pretty boy, scarf and all. I'm sexy and I know it. I'm sexy and I know it. They call him by his government name, and he says, only the help calls me Hugh. How would you like to die today, motherfucker? No. Walt calls him out when he comes in to say you skipped the funeral, but you're early for the will reading. Ransom is hated by everyone, but Benoit is hung up on his words of I'm warning you, which he said to the old man. He also realizes someone climbed up the trellis because despite her trying to get rid of the broken <laughs> wood, the dog just decided to go play fetch and get it uh richard had thrown out dad's ball and it kind of made a round circle back to its owner and proper place because he threw it out the window benoit picked it up then the dogs had it because they was playing catch and then eventually linda retrieves it from the dog and then she puts it back on dad's desk which leads to her picking up the note and the secret i like those little tiny little trails to follow that's just fascinating to me <laughs> like a story within a story the will is read and marta gets everything causing an outburst of accusations until ransom of all people swoops in in his beamer it was like were you fucking my grandpa and to be fair it's a fair question <laughs> because i'm totally with bill burr there's an epidemic of gold digging whores in this country okay and 
hey stroking an old man's cock but the thing that y'all don't understand is he wanted his cock stroke so if he was willing to give over his fortune for that happy ending that was on him y'all love to think that they'd be out of their mind no they're not they're a white privileged man that's exactly what they would do he takes her to get something to eat ransom looking so damn handsome like jesus christ in that white sweater my mind's telling me no but my body my body's telling me the whole time i was yelling at the tv he is playing you girl he's the white devil get away from him don't fall for that uh dimpled smile after her belly is full with beans nonetheless he puts a bowl in front of her and says so now tell me the truth about what happened to my grandpa and he is an absolute and utter asshole um she tells him when he asks like why did my granddad leave all the money to you she's like i suspect that has more to do with you guys than it had to do with me and uh he wanted you to build something like his mom except his mom got a million dollar loan from his dad thus nepotism is born and it is a son of a bitch to break (laughs) he allows this to go on as long as he gets a part of the inheritance that's his whole cell but as soon as they brought up the slayer defense i knew i knew that there was a catch if the person is even held responsible for a death they will not get the inheritance mag tells Joni she needs to stop being a piece of shit and respect uh granddad's wishes but she plays like she can't uh pay for her college and she didn't steal half a million dollars for her school how are the family uh guilt trips her into calling and asking her to give the money back to them just a dick move all around because she's like i don't know about school and and of course marta's like don't worry i would take care of you i'd never leave you hanging like that somebody called the press the next morning and now marta is in the spotlight with her mother being very uneasy because she's an undocumented woman walt shows up to threaten her to renounce the inheritance saying that we will do something about your mother's legal status which they got out of meg she gets a threatening note with her bag and a toxicology report or at least part of it says i know what you did they go to the facility that benoit is already at because someone set fire to the place they go on a police chase but are caught nana who was talking to benoit earlier who he secretly got some information out of said she set uh saw ransom on the trellis that night she goes to the ransom exchange with fran except it's fran barely alive there and it's all a setup as the blackmailer thought she would just try to cover her tracks instead of do the right thing and call 911 which is clearly what happened she thinks that fran says or said you did this because she feels guilty she tells benoit everything on the ride over because she wants to confess to the family renounce the inheritance and at last when meg truly apologizes about her part and being bullied by the family she realizes where the rest of the tax report was 
hidden in her weed stash. <laughs> uh, however, before she can admit the crime, Benoit sees something on said toxicology report, calls them vultures, and that they will not be saved this time, that they are truly horrid and have been to this very good woman before whisking her away. He realizes what cracks the case and who acted with malicious intent as ransom is brought in i'm not surprised motherfuckers i love the fanboy detective what was his name wagner <laughs> especially when he's like laying out the first part of how it was set up how he switched the labels and all that he's like damn and then the other part he's just like shh, shh, shh. let him tell it let him tell it man ransom was busy as fran tried to blackmail him seeing what he did with with marta's bag but ends up getting almost killed in the process as he passed the note to marta to make her think it was fran after her she didn't say you did this but hugh did this and it turns out that fran actually didn't almost get killed she did get killed um since she made the call to help everything was revealed but it was supposed to be as if two murders were now on marta fran had a cousin and made sure she had copies of her evidence because she wanted to nail that bastard to a wall fran can confirm the story which is conjecture at this point marta gets a call from the hospital and says that fran is fine which causes him to lose his shit and reveal all his white privilege admitting to the crimes he has done but that his lawyer will get him off and when he does he will make her life absolutely miserable she finally gives in because she was looking a little red a little pale and pukes all over his face (laughs) she tells the detective it's all good fran is dead but you just confessed to her murder he then says fuck it in with a penny and with a pound and grabs a knife because there's been a long collection of knives i was like y'all trying to game of thrones this shit (laughs) and tries to kill her but like harlan stated earlier in the movie his grandson doesn't know the difference between a prop and the real thing Come on and check yourself before you begin to wreck yourself. So take it and check yourself before you wreck yourself. Big dicks in your ass is bad for your hair. Here's a spoiler, little shit. <laughs> he really was, and his family was trying to think. We gotta call the lawyers. Like, fuck it. He's going to jail. Who cares? And he said something silly that had me laughing. He told uh, her, you're not gonna take our ancestral home. And uh, DeBlanc is it the blog i don't know i forgot his name benoit says ancestral he bought this house from a pakistanian billionaire you're so dumb you are really dumb for real linda finally finds dad's note and what we thought was a blank piece of paper was the death nail of richard's marriage because she made him sign a prenup and he gets nothing so i hope that that pussy was worth it and while this family have been absolutely terrible marta has a kind heart and cannot leave them all completely homeless although i don't think she'll be handing out the dough because most of what harlan did to them was at her suggestion so now it's her house her rules you can't fuck with queen Bee. Queen Bee.
I enjoyed myself. I thought it was smart. It was funny. What got her scot free was the fact that she was going to be honest. That she decided, like even from the beginning, if if uh, Harlan had just let her call the ambulance as she wanted to do, he wouldn't have had to kill himself. They would have figured out immediately he wasn't suffering of an overdose. I feel as if five minutes went by and he did not show the symptoms but they were so caught up in the drama of it and that's what I believe um, Benoit called them they're both drama queens that they're so caught up in their own shit (laughs) that they don't just do the right thing and in the end it was the fact that she was not willing to play their game that she was able to outsmart them very well done we do have some feedback, so let's hop into the mailbag. Christina is me shy I am here to talk about um, the movie Knives Out I finally got around to watching it thanks to you um, putting it out there as one of the movies to vote on so I put it back on my radar I had meant to watch this a while ago but I just it just slipped my mind and then yeah I don't even remember when it came out but I'm glad I got around to it again and got to watch it. I enjoyed it um, for the most part. Uh, I think all of us love us some Chris Evans. So uh, that's a big plus uh, that he's in this movie. So, But I actually enjoy quite a few of the other characters' work as well. Or actors' work as well that are in this movie. So it was... Uh, it was enjoyable just seeing the whole dynamic uh, star cast or star aesthetic cast I should say um, but yeah so um, not quite sure how I want to go about giving my review I would say I enjoyed overall I enjoyed it um, it did start off slow I will say also that when um, Ransom came into the picture that's when it really spiced up the episode because until then I mean it was it was nice but yes Chris Evans definitely um spiced things up made it made it better and just up the ante um so to speak and got all the characters going um so I thought that was uh that was good so the second half now, I'll say a little bit more than the second half. I would just say the first quarter, but that's typical for a lot of movies. They gotta set up the whole scene and get, you know, ramp up to where we um, get to where we're going. Um, this was a whodunit mystery. Um, I will also say I wasn't, I was kind of disappointed with it because I feel like Ransom was an obvious choice if that makes sense because i was because i was thinking that when um he showed back up for the for the uh the will i'm like are they gonna make it ransom as being the guilty party i i I don't know that was just 
I wasn't I wasn't impressed with that um with that uh what who ended up being the suspect or the who done it person I don't know how you want to say it but <laughs> um how it came about was interesting but it being ransom wasn't that interesting I would have rather it been someone else someone unexpected like Meg for instance you know she's someone that was just like on the peripheral of everything and so it would have been an interesting twist if she was behind it but yeah with with, um, Ransom being the black sheep and um excuse me and having that argument with uh Harlan and storming off it just felt too obvious of a choice to make him the the bat the person um but that's neither here nor there um that's who they decided to pick and so that would be my only gripe well one of my gripes I shouldn't say my only one because I've had others uh again the slow start and the fact that it was Ransom that did it and I'm not just saying that because it's Chris Evans I'm saying that because the character that it was just an obvious choice for that character um but yes I I felt like once he showed up everything picked up you know he was cracking me up the way he was uh dogging out all the uh <laughs> his family members you know, telling them, like, you eat shit, you eat shit, you eat shit. <laughs> so, <laughs> and we understand why he was doing that uh, towards the end, part of his cockiness, because he had this plan in his head. Uh, but still, that was hilarious. And, uh, Walt, Walt cracked me up. Because, uh, you know, they were just, oh my gosh, that whole thing, that whole thing was just uh, cracking me up. Oh my gosh. It's that just so typical of a lot of funerals or um, um, readings of wills. You know, there's just so many uh, people that come and they can, you know, people that come out of woodworks, and especially if you go against what you if the person goes against what everyone thought the will was going to be oh lord have mercy talk about exactly knives out people they 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 they, they, their true nature comes out for sure even though it didn't take much for them because they were already showing they behind even before the um the will reading so we already got a taste of what their what their personalities their character I'm like, what is that? And of course, uh, we got Lynn.
um, when a young woman comes across an inheritance from an older guy when she was trying to escape after they were all converging on her and she got in the car and <laughs> tried to take off the car didn't work and then she got in the um, car with uh, Ransom uh, Linda's like why didn't you stop her and <laughs> Richard's like what was I supposed to do grab the bumper with my teeth so that that had me dying. I was I was di- I was dead. I cracked up. Um, but yes, uh, that whole thing. I mean, I thought they had a good. I mean, I, I thought they had a good dynamic. That back and forth, Marta and um, Ransom. Um, but yeah, you could tell he was up to something. Um, again, I was hoping they weren't going there, but they did. Um, but yes, he knew. And of course, Marta and her, her, uh, <laughs> I wish a lot of people had that, uh, issue with, uh, if they lie, they throw up. I definitely would love to, for that to be, uh, something my kids did. Cause damn it. I'd be, of course I'd be catching them in quite a few lies that it's just, I have to go about it. The, the scenic route to get to the bottom of their lies when it could be just, as soon as they tell a lie, the throw up starts. But anyway, but part of me wouldn't want. Yeah, I, I, and then again, no, I, that's okay. I'm not good with that type of stuff. <laughs> no, I'm good. Never mind. I'd rather go the scenic route than. Uh, so forget what I said. Um, yes. What else? Uh, you know, Harlan. I mean, I have a. I have. I'm. I mean, I'm mixed on the whole Harlan leaving Marta the inheritance i mean i just feel like him blindsiding her like that wasn't the way to go um of course i'm sure he wasn't expecting to die at in on that moment i mean when he wrote the will and but i mean i didn't know i shouldn't say that i mean he's 85 about to be 85 years old so any moment he could die i felt like before he changed his will he should have let martyr know because something like that is a drastic change to someone's life and all the attention like what ended up happening um she needs to be prepared for all that um so i thought that was not great on harlan's behalf uh, <clears throat> excuse me i like that um you know martyr was just falling into these situations these circumstances she had this good heart and was so empathetic to people and it just because of that i mean that's why harlan left everything to her i'm sure but at the same time you know she just fell into her like just like um benoit blanc let's call him blanc said you know her heart is what her good heart is what kept things from blowing up and kept her from going down that path and ransom wasn't depending on that he wasn't thinking along those lines because his he's a narcissistic asshole and his mind wouldn't go there he wouldn't think in the terms that she was thinking so um so yeah of course ransom cracked me up calling blanc uh CSI KFC <laughs> I was like no he didn't <laughs> he 
he was so arrogant. He was such a douche, but you know, it, it still was cracking me up the way he he just commanded the scenes that he was in with his ridiculousness and his obnoxious manner. When they were doing that car chase scene, I was dying. I'm like, what in the hell? Just pull over. He's <laughs> not going <laughs> to. I did not know where they were going with that. Because I'm like, girl, if you don't just pull over, you're not going to outrun the cops in that car. I don't remember the type of car it was, but <laughs> I'm like, seriously? And then the uh, the detective, of course, I'm blanking on his name right now. He was like, that was the dumbest car chase. <laughs> I died. I'm like, exactly. But it ended up being interesting when she got into the town. But I'm like, when they were on the highway, I'm like, are you serious right now? And then I'm like, are y'all serious right now? Y'all haven't caught up to this thing by now? So that was funny. Um, but yeah, like I said, the twist wasn't really a twist for me. I was hoping they would go in another direction. But I like the the whole, you know, that's the classic, you know, Blanc sitting there and going through the whole how it happened. I love that part of mysteries murder mysteries um when they do that that, that's just me i enjoy that kind of stuff when they're piecing everything together and then um it all comes together at the end and then the the person that was the guilty party ends up um confessing and then on orthodox way or in a roundabout way and which what happened to ransom um and so but she held it in for a good minute before it, it, it came out when she was talking about friends, uh, death, lying about friend um, surviving. So, but yeah, so that's all I got. Um, I don't even know how long we're supposed to get for these feedback, but I don't want to be too long. And I already know that you're probably in the in about to record or finishing up recording. So and i'm already late with this feedback so um on that and i hope it it's so this feedback is good um i've been having some technical difficulties again so and no leave my phone alone on that note until next time much love peace and black girl magic queen of the couch shy that was queen shy with her thoughts on the movie yes there was some technical difficulties and yes you do need to get a new phone (laughs) You can be in denial all you want to. It's got to happen. Just, just take the leap. Just jump off. It's not that hard. Um, <laughs> consider it an early Christmas present. Whatever you need to chalk it up to. In the great words of Elsa. Let it go. Let it go. Don't need that shit anymore. I would say... Uh, we had actually differing opinions about uh, which part we liked more. I would say I love the first half better than the second half. I wanted to punch Chris Evans in the face in the moment he stepped on the scene. So, <laughs> And I, I liked his performance, though. Don't confuse that with his performance. He played the job of who he was supposed to play. And yeah, it's fair um, with you saying he was the obvious choice. I watch a lot i'm not sure if you do but i watch a lot of those like death in paradise and and other like detectives i think i uh, uh did the agatha christie um 
those are usually the kind of uh who like us americans act like we try to uh we did that shit no we 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 like to milk a lot of other people's shit but um so in my mind it the minute this movie came on and maybe this is just my why i saw it in a different light is it wasn't so much about who did it as much as how they did it and from the moment that the you know he was brought in anonymous person set him up everything that was telling us in the first half was making it clear in the second half half that this was our guy and then it was just a matter of how did he pull this off and is he gonna get away with it uh so that kind of where my mind was in the second but i can see what you mean by he was the rather prominent choice but i don't think they were trying to hide it if anything they usually try to give you the prominent choice and then sneak attack and it's somewhere else and i kind of rather like that they're like no it's him (laughs) here's all the reasons why it's him but how did he do it knowing everything we know about that night up until he entered in the third act so i found that a rather creative writing choice uh to give you all of the breadcrumbs to solve the mystery and you just have to slot everything into place uh involving how the second or third act really fit into the rest of it um so yeah that's my only different take there but for the most part i agree um with what you said i wanted to see if i wrote any other notes down uh yeah i I just like the getting to know the character seeing the flashback of the night and i just found that a little bit more entertaining but i am more of a character driven type of uh watcher i should say and yes he could have let her know that she was getting this inheritance but that would have given her incentive and she could have changed and like killed him i don't think it's a good idea to tell the person that is medicating you by the way i'm gonna leave you a fortune she could find her own psychiatrist she needed to get her own uh lawyers because of her situation because she was undocumented it made it a lot harder of course but this was an unexpected situation which you did point out so i think that you know if he was on his deathbed yes he's 85 year old (laughs) but we live to 100 now you're like he could have died any moment he could have but it didn't say he was dying from any disease or anything he's just going through his life (laughs) y'all really be trying to cut people's lives (laughs) like you old as fuck you should be dead he um he still had a lot you know of time to and he changed it one week ago so a lot could have changed before he even died so i i i would not have personally told my nurse even if i was being generous that yeah like no that's that's conflict of interest in a way you just don't even want to put on your mind uh and i've watched too much law and order that shit never works out (laughs) i will say Chris Evans didn't make me laugh. I did kind of chuckle when he told everyone to eat shit, but I was more compelled by the need to kill him. So he played the uh, the classic Republican that totally voted for Trump very well. And he came out of his shell at the end and 
definitely would have preferred to see him fall on the knife <laughs> it's a testament on how well of a job he played and uh yeah i'm glad you enjoyed the movie yes i do be running behind sometimes but that does allow for the catch-up <laughs> so our next movie is going to be coming to america too that was what was voted uh, i do have one i did circum uh, is that the right word circumvent i'm not sure but i vetoed and decided on the third movie because there's uh it's called the ice road or something like that it's with Lawrence fishburne and uh and liam neeson i was like mm, i just want to watch things explode sure so i'll be checking that out uh, make sure to check the schedule but i will be putting a poll out there too for some other movies that we will do blackout couch gmail.com is where you can send any feedback or leave any comments below if you have thoughts on this movie you want to share with me my social media will be there as well remember to like share subscribe until the next time peace hair grease and blacker magic